Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestle Mania alongside for the ride is JC. We are now in an interesting era. The COVID era is technically done. And uh, he, you can't see this. We're actually on FaceTime for the first time where I can actually see him giving me the face. It's awful. I was going to give you a nice winded, uh, long, you know, in, uh, a nice winded uh, intro, but now just just say your business. Go ahead. I had to I had to get the train off the tracks early, you know, because it's summer slam, summer slam, middle of the summer, it's really hot, so you want to cool down with some summer slam. The video does actually, it justice. I'm actually pretty excited for summer slam. We've talked about the last couple weeks, the matches, but uh, in terms of this week of wrestling. <laughs> This week was this week was go home, and it made me feel like they should stay home. That's how I made yeah. me feel about it. Oh my god, stay at home order for WWE the week leading up to pay per view. Because I'm looking at my notes here, and we can't start, you know, always in the shine. Because I mean, for like, this is still the best thing going. Hair versus hair, WrestleMania. Mandy versus Sonya. Hashtag my main event. That backstage promo was by Mandy was super hot fire. Reminds you how great she is. We know Sonya's been dominating on the mic, but it reminds us that Mandy can too. I am so pumped for this match. I know you are, too. Even though it hurts you, I know you are, too. Well, listen, I told you. Uh, Nestle knows. Hashtag Nestle knows. I called this uh, months ago. And, uh, oh, by the way, in my notes, I realized I was going to say JC, the guy who sprays Mandy's boobs for promos. Because Ooh, is that a job? I don't know. It must be because it was like somebody ran her through a sprinkler. It was ridiculous. <laughs> But no, I mean, you know, look, look, I was excited that it's hair versus hair. I'm excited that it's a good match. The promos are both very good. And I, I, listen, like you said, it's the best part of Raw. I mean, sorry, SmackDown. It's the best part of SmackDown. It might be the best part of Raw, too, when we get a recap of it. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) But there's just, there's so many things on SmackDown. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And then I saw, okay, cool. But it, it, you know, it is something that I enjoyed. So it is what it is. But. I'm I'm sure we'll get into our SmackDown, uh, sorry, our SummerSlam, the SummerSlam picks, as Ray Ray has uh, told me to say, the SummerSlam, sorry, uh, later on in the program. But I have an inkling that uh, this one's going to be a fun, fun, fun one. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely excited. This is, again, one of many matches that I'm actually really excited for, along with many others. But, I mean, I'm, I think a couple other things on SmackDown that I thought were super shine was, uh, I think you liked it too, as I saw on Twitter. Sasha and Bailey re-announcing for that battle royal was super entertaining. I actually really, it's probably my favorite segment, but of course, Oscar ruins it and cuts it short. But she does eventually win, which I think is super intriguing for SummerSlam, because she is now facing both of them separately for their titles. So I loved that they did ring announcing. It made me, it harked back to when I was an early Jericho fan in the 90s when he did the yep. whole cruiserweight gimmick. I love that. I don't think they were, I think Bailey and Sasha kind of went halfway on it. I thought they could have gone a lot harder on people and been like, Dana Brooke hasn't won a match in two years. You know, like 
Dana Brooke, all she does is flips, flex appeal. Or, you know, here comes Tegan Knox. She dresses like a superhero, but is a super zero. You know, like whatever they could think of, you know, stuff like that. They could they could go and do the Bailey and Sasha gimmick a little bit harder. I wouldn't wanted them to go hard, go hard on these women. Uh, but, you know, look, I I don't know how to say this because you're going to I know exactly what you're going to do when I say this. Oh, boy. It's intriguing that Asuka won because, yes. you know, it's it's like, oh, she could be a double champion and then she could be back in relevancy. And that's amazing. Uh, but then also it makes me sit there and go, all these women didn't matter. Like they paraded out all that's, these women. That's not true, because if that's true, then like and you could say, OK, well, uh, Randy Orton's fighting for the 10 on Raw. Every other man doesn't matter. This is stupid fucking argument. No, 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 the no, whole no, point no. of a battle royal is you take everyone, you throw them in. In WrestleMania, I don't know if you realize this, but only one person can win. Only one person can win. I and the way I looked that. at it, it's like, you know who made sense to, to challenge for Raw and she brought it up on Monday was Shayna Baszler. But they're clearly slow playing that, which I think is smart. So I think in terms of this storyline, I think it works because Asuka has unfinished business with both of them. We obviously know she's already feuding with Sasha, but Bailey's the one who retired her best friend. So clearly, like, they need to have a match too. And granted, they could have broken it up, but this way, it, like... This would be more interesting than having Asuka lose to Sasha at SummerSlam and then fighting Bailey at Payback. Having her fighting twice in one night, I think, is super intriguing. I think it just makes a lot of sense. Um, if this is something they did a lot, no. But I think in this perfect scenario, this situation we're in, two thumbs up. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree because I just, I, I, like I said, it is intriguing. I am there with you on that aspect of it. You're and an Oscar shamer. I am an you know Oscar that. shamer. Hashtag Oscar shamer. I think, listen, I think she has become a parody of what she was. That's oh exactly how I feel God. about it. I'm sorry. No, she's she's grown as a character where she's not just one-dimensional anymore. Now she's a two, three, four-dimensional character where she actually has a personality. She's actually allowed to cut promos. She's actually allowed to be like the crazy, like, Asuka that you saw in Japan with the dancing more than just like the one-dimensional ass kicker. She evolved Nestlemania. She's a true character now. She's super relatable, which is what you want in a babyface. And right now, she's the number one woman babyface in the company. Gee, you know what? She is because there's a fall yeah, off. There is an is. absolute fall off. You're right. No, you yes. are. No, you are right about that. She is the absolute babyface. There is no other. I, I'm, I'm harping on it, but I, I can't think of a better babyface they have right Not now. Not right now. Not, Not right, now. right now. There is a giant gap. Giant gap. There's like Nikki Cross is like 45 feet behind her. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly how it yeah. feels. So, no, you're right. You're right. I, I will retract that statement on that aspect. What else did you enjoy? Um. So this is more of like a uh, uh, note. But uh, Corbin, did you notice he gave Chad Gable his name back? He called him Chad. He didn't call him Shorty G. Corbin called Chad Gable Chad. It is the first time that someone has actually called him Chad. Not just Shorty G. So Corbin, the king of the people, giving respect to his boy, who, uh, you know, in a his boy. way, accidentally helped him again. Because um, uh, Sheamus was, you know, doing his thing. He was cocky. He beat Shorty G in a match. But then later, Sheamus attacked Big E. And then Big E beat Morrison. Just like, there was a lot moving on on SmackDown, which I like with this mid-card. Because I just feel like right now, SmackDown is such a strong mid-card. Because we know Braun and Bray are in their own thing right now. But everyone else is being used and kind of interspersed, and I think it's good. But, uh, yeah, so those are my other big notes from SmackDown. I think you're burying the lead with the uh, phenomenal intercontinental statistic system. Known it was as, okay. Known as PISS. It was okay. Listen, listen, if you're not going to wrestle— love it. it. was okay. You don't like Abyss. You're an Abyss shamer is what you are. What? You don't like Abyss. You probably didn't even know that was Abyss. I have never seen Abyss without the, the gimmick, so no, I have oh, no idea. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
You're such a I you're such a was, casual. You're casual. How am I a casual? Because I don't know what a character looks like under his mask. I'm he sorry, wrestled as Joseph Parks in TNA and Impact. Oh yeah, because I'm a I'm a big TNA watcher back then. I watch Impact now because my boys are there. But before that, I hadn't watched. The only thing I had watched TNA or Impact um, since like way back in the days of like Kurt Angle was fucking the Ultimate Deletion. Besides that, I hadn't watched till recently. So how the fuck would I know what this guy looks like? Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for JC's lack of knowledge in Impact TNA wrestling. I apologize for Nestlemania being a creep. A creep? Why am I a Stalking creep? Abyss, because you're stalking Abyss. No, listen, listen, Joseph Parks is a great side manager, piece man, whatever you put him in. He does a great job producing, I'm sure, backstage. But I got to tell you, a sidebar, the guy's actually a very nice gentleman, very easy to get along with. I've contacted him, or we've contacted him for things for other people to get, uh, pro- you know, people in promotions and stuff. Nice dude in general. So when I saw him on screen, I was like, hey, good for this guy. Like, he got, like, obviously he has a connection to AJ Styles. They've had a lot of amazing matches. They had that awesome chemistry. And he did a great job being, like, this giant dude, but cowering. I enjoyed it. I popped for it. Almost gave uh, Mr. Parks my comeback this week, but I did not. <laughs> And AJ Styles with the phenomenal Intercontinental Statistics System. I appreciated that it was a whiteboard. I appreciated that he was having fun. It was good. Jeff Hardy comes out and scribbles on it. And I appreciated that nobody was on the list. I appreciated the fact that, you know, everybody says nobody's close to AJ Styles. It was a visual representation of what AJ Styles is. He's better than the rest. He's at the top of the board. Now, granted, I would prefer, like, an actual graphics package because that would be even funnier. Like, if they had, like, a ESPN-style update with somebody throwing to statistics with AJ Styles that would be funnier but again you get to start somewhere and I you can see AJ Styles is actually having fun instead of just sulking on raw doing absolutely god knows nothing so that's exactly what we're in and listen am I excited for Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles not necessarily because I've seen it in TNA and it's okay it was one of those dream matches you wanted and then when you got it you're like meh um, but I'm more excited for AJ Styles Matt Riddle I'm excited for more AJ Styles taking on you know guys that maybe deserve it a little bit more than Jeff Hardy Whoa, okay, but, okay, okay. Okay, know. if we're looking at SmackDown babyfaces in WrestleMania, it's Jeff Hardy. Who Like, Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's already lost. Big E's up there, buddy. Yeah, he's not there yet, though. Big E, like... Big E's a former Intercontinental Champion. You can't say yeah, he's no, not that's, up that's there fine. yet. No, no, that's fine. He's down there, but it's just like, you can't win one match as a singles guy and, I'll, and I'll, like immediately be there. Yes, you gotta build him a little bit. He's the lawn game for AJ Styles. But right now, like Jeff Hardy's coming off the big win versus Sheamus. He's been doing all this stuff. He's been heavily featured. Right now on SmackDown, since we don't really know what's going on with Braun and Bray, Jeff Hardy's the number one babyface on SmackDown right now. He is. So I think it makes a lot of sense that he gets this. He is. Who's, who's higher? He's the number one. You don't need, I'm not who's, a big Jeff Who's Hardy the babyface in Braun versus The Fiend? You tell we me. We don't know. We don't know. There is a babyface there, folks. We don't know though. It's changed. You gonna tell me that they're Braun that... was the babyface, but now it's kind of leans Bray, but Bray's still this dark character. So it's just kind of that one's kind of in its own abyss, so to speak. So you're gonna tell the me the number that one babyface. You're gonna tell is, me that Mandy Rose is not the number one babyface. I'm talking about the male division. Okay, I'm just asking. And Otis Otis hasn't done shit in like forever, so he's like, if he wins the title, then yeah, maybe he gets faulted. But like, when's the last time like besides that random tag match that Otis has actually wrestled? So. Right I'm, now, I'm it's just Jeff asking. Hardy. I'm just asking because quite telling, frankly, bro. I'm just saying. Jeff Hardy, listen. number one babyface on SmackDown as of this moment. Okay, just remember to dry as your hands. As of this moment. That's my favorite part of his entrance now is all the dorks in the crowd. Yeah. With their Jeff Hardy and they're all doing that, and I'm like, oh my god. Fun fact: 
Doey Warner originally did not want to be Doey Warner. He wanted to be an exact replica of Jeff Hardy. He even like drew like wore. I can see that. He I feel like everyone wanted to be Jeff Hardy. He loved Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy wanted to be Jeff Hardy. Joey Warner. Jeff Hardy was cool. Jeff, but then, but then, but then, even he if grew. he didn't like Jeff Hardy, he was still cool. He's still cool. Like I'm not the biggest Jeff Hardy guy either, but he's fucking cool, man. I get it. I get it. I look at him. I get it. He's cool. I get it. I get, I get it. it. I get it. He got it, folks. He's got it. What does he have? I don't know, but he's got it. So well, what else do you got in the shine? And well, not much on SmackDown. I'll tell you well, that we much. Just, we just went through most of SmackDown, so clearly yeah, SmackDown was half good. Half good, you say? Half good. Half what, good. what do we have from Raw then? What shine? Do okay, you have from here's Ra? here's something uber specific because I'm uber specific. Uh, you had to this week to find good I stuff know. on Raw. MVP backstage talking to Cedric after his yes. friends told him go home. I went. <laughs> Wow, I know there's a lot of MVP on my program, and I do not necessarily enjoy it, but goddamn, goddamn, was that good. And you could see, like, even if Cedric, you know, the sports entertainer, does not become part of the Hurt Business, wow, that was a great segment, and it made you go, okay, it piques my interest, because Cedric, and honestly, like, and I know you love Cedro Shea and all this stuff, but all that joking aside, most of the time, he's irrelevant, right? And I believe yes. that MVP is dragging a lot of this irrelevant people, like, I was going to say trash. He's not trash. That's why MVP you know. is the MVP of Raw the last couple months. He may, he he is the main reason why suddenly, like, I legitimately believe in Apollo Crews. He brought Shelton Benjamin back to TV back from the dead. He lifted up Bobby Lashley to levels that we've never really seen in WWE in terms of, like, how dominant he looked. Like, MVP has been great. He's do- And then suddenly, one week, Cedric's been the forgotten guy because Ricochet... He goes out there as a match. He's fine. He's ricochet. It works against him kind of too because he doesn't get the treatment as much, but he doesn't need it. But like Cedric legitimately, like this was a huge week for him. And that, again, the Hurt Business and this nonsense with the 24-7 title, favorite part of Raw. It's my favorite stuff on Raw right now because it's a mix of like where stuff actually happens, but it's for the most part, it's entertaining. Like I'm still enjoying the stupid fucking ninja run-ins, the R-Truth. Like it works with this because you have Shelton who's a little more serious, but you mix the serious with a little bit of the goofy and you get this. It's just, it's a nice mix. I like this nice bowl that I'm getting with this stuff on raw. And it's bowl. led by MVP in the hurt business. MVP has been phenomenal. Never been a big MVP guy. When I was a kid, I fucking hated him. But like now he's one of the better parts of the show. As of, And it's been great. It's been great. It's been great. Well, I love it. Will his match be good at SummerSlam? Probably not. That's the one match I don't care about, but the lead up for him, the one match. Good. Come on. I know There's this is like his eighth, his eighth match. I know. Come on. Oh, you're talking other? We'll, we'll get to the card. No, no, no. Sure. That was a double entendre. It could be a match and then also 11 or 8 matches, whatever DJ says there is. Who's DJ? I said TJ. Oh, I thought you said DJ. I'm slurring my words because I've been up since Ready? 5 o'clock in the Dustin morning. Dustin Johnson, he wins uh, TPC Boston this week. Book it. Really? Speaking of DJ. That's yep. a hot take from JC for all your gambling needs, folks. You know what sucks is I can't go this year. I'm really sad. Yeah, you guys get blitzed, don't you? You like have a good time and yeah. And last year we didn't have it because it's like a split tournament now. And this year it's back, but we can't fucking go. It sucks. It sucks. Such a good time. It's such sucks. a good time. Fun tournament, but oh well. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I believe Shelty won the title twice. I think Cedric won it on uh, Raw. So it was there was a lot going on. This was obviously weaved all throughout the show from start to finish, but. Pretty much anything involving these guys. Was there some bad mixed in? Could I have done without the six-man tag elimination? Your favorite? Mm. Sure. But I think it, it all worked well in what they were trying to do tonight. Sure. Very quickly, these aren't these aren't things that are like, you know, just amazing things in the shine. I just think they're fun. So I'm, they're like little quick quick shines. 
Nia Jax busting through the fucking plexiglass is the greatest gif of all time. It needs to be in everybody's regular uh, rotation. I just love it. Like, it's like the new version of just like, I'm not invited, boom, I'm here kind of thing. Like, I love it. Uh, but also going through the rest of Raw, there were little trinkets that I enjoyed. But again, overall, just dog shit left and right. Uh, I enjoyed that the Retribution had a lot of uh, say in the graphics department and they did all that stuff. Like, either made me laugh, made me giggle, but again, it shouldn't make me laugh. It shouldn't make me giggle, but it did. They fucking suck, Nestlemania. Retribution, if they fucking can this thing and we never heard from it again, I'd be happy. Is this, fucking suck. Is this the front runner for shittiest thing of the year? It should be. Are we going to the heat? Let's just do it. Fuck it. Okay, go for it. Get him <laughs> off my TV. Heat. Retribution. They suck. So on SmackDown, last week we obviously complained. We side shamed the fuck out of them. So on SmackDown, they they, they got bigger. They grew. They uh, they ate their spinach or whatever. They multiplied and they got some bigger jobbers to run around and do shit. They ruined the Biggie Morrison match. They had more property damage. They assaulted referees. And on Raw, like you said, they the Drew McIntyre promo. They did the production truck. Like it just like. I just like how is what is the payoff for this? What it what like how do you envision the payoff? And is there any chance that we care? I think the longer it goes, the less we care. Without an interview, I, I just I like I literally am at the bottom now, so it's like I I just I don't know. I'm at a complete loss of what they can do here to make me care. Like who they get like unless if they're like revealing that it's the Rock Stone Cold from their prime and like he, like just like. Un- like, like, how are they going to care? It's gonna, they're going to fucking reveal it's going to be Shawn Michaels' bald head again. Like, oh, fuck. Like, come on. Like, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't know. Even if it isn't, like, even if it is a bunch of guys that I like, like the Chompas and stuff, like, I just, it just, it doesn't make sense in terms of, like, for, like, Tommaso Ciampa and, like, guys like Dijakovic to be in the stable, why are they going such small time and, like, just beating up fucking referees and attacking defenseless people? Like, they literally, like, they're doing, like, criminal things. It's not like they're going after actual wrestlers or anything, really, except for they did interfere in that match. But it's like it's like a really shitty, shitty, super discount version of the Nexus, but, like, nowhere near as good. Well, see, you can't really – here's here's the, the issue with it, right? For me, you can't really compare the Nexus to this because we did Because the Nexus was good. No, Yes, and you can't say you knew about the Nexus. Like, it just happened, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck is this? This is cool. It never happened before. Like, nobody beats up John Cena like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was one of those things you're like, whoa, wait a minute. This is going to have me talking. That's how you make it. A, a, right. like, that's, what I, that's what I mean. That's, like, my overall bigger point is, like, that was how they debuted. And everyone was like, holy fuck, who are these guys? Yeah. And then it showed them off, like, fucking Ryback. He was Skip Sheffield at the time. He looked unstoppable. Like, when they, like, like they set him up. Like, Barrett looked great. Like, these guys, they looked good. Like, together, they look like a pack. But this, like, nameless, faceless people who debuted by throwing a Molotov cocktail and breaking glass, like, it just is not... When we're talking about wrestling, like, that's not intimidating. Right. It's not. And it's right. just... it's They still... We're at this point now where it's like they're still beating up referees. They're going after fucking Kevin Dunn in the truck. It's like, why do I care? Like, pretty much, like... The reason why it's, I think it's also a separation for me, if, like, if you're trying to make this seem like it's real, which we know it's wrestling, but, like, why aren't the police involved? These are literally like it'd be like it'd be like if someone showed up at my work and just started destroying stuff. You think we'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. No, it'd be like you fucking call the police. And yes, it is wrestling, but like if they're attacking other wrestlers, that's fair game. But they're attacking innocence, WrestleMania. So this is where they lose me. It sucks. Fucking throw it away. Throw it away. I will say the retribute one... my ass. <laughs> the one thing I will say that made me giggle, and again, shouldn't make me giggle. Is not only did we size shame and then everybody became the Jolly Green Giants and black ski masks. The other thing was if you watch closely on SmackDown, they opened up a door of somebody shitting and then they locked the chair behind the door. It was just like 
That's God. funny. That's hilarious. I shouldn't be laughing at that. They, sh- they should be causing actual harm to people, not, oh, my God, I'm stuck in a in a bathroom. Like, that was the one thing that stuck out, too, because everybody else was just doing whatever. But if you listen to what Michael Cole said, they're using current events, which is an interesting tidbit that they're saying that. And then, of course, they saw the spray paint WWE logo with the big red X through it, Don't you know, do not enter, hate kind of thing. Uh, so it's it's hard to really sit there, but I think the problem is is that they were shown in such light where it's like a new faction's debuting and we're thinking, oh, yeah, MVP is going to get like six guys or, you know, this cool NXT thing's going to pop up or the Undisputed Era, baby, you know, whatever, like all these things. But then you get to the point of you all you got was security footage with a little firecracker, you know, and I mean, like that that displayed it in a way where it was like, okay, you presented them like you didn't care to begin with. And everybody's going to say, oh, you gave him a crumb. You didn't give him a whole cookie, which, again, I can I can get on board. But subsequently after that, nobody can tell me that they have done anything at all. Like you made a joke about throwing a cinder block. Then they had people, you know, protecting. And then it's just it's just so hard. And like having Big E round people up who are clearly eating their Wheaties in the SmackDown department versus these people who look like just generic people off the street. I'm yep. not intimidated. Like if you if you're going to tell me Retribution had like two, three dudes that were at least 6-5 or higher and those were the guys who were beating people up, then at least I'd focus on those three guys. I wouldn't necessarily care about the people around them. But when you have Santana Garrett just whipping her hair around and distracting people, that's fine. Santana Garrett on NXT, I'm sorry TJ knows this, but like Santana Job Garrett, alert. she's a jobber and she's 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 a wet fart, you know? But like so like when someone takes their mask <laughs> off, go, I'm not going to go that far. Wait, there there's a plethora of people that I absolutely believe are wet farters and I just that's exactly what it is and honestly here's 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 a here's a tidbit this isn't an actual hope I think this is where we're headed I think I thought about it with raw underground how can raw underground coexist with this new Thunderdome I don't think it will so I think there's going to be a disconnect where they're just going to throw to a segment where it's you know the raw underground and then it comes back to the Thunderdome and it's back and forth and back and forth however I do believe that all of these people wrestling in the underground are going to have some reason if you look closely some reason for being part of retribution i don't know why i think it goes back because they're all the jobbers that don't get used no but think about this moss and all these nameless right exactly but think about this they had ron simmons coming in talking to the you know viking raiders talked to Shayna baszler like all these other people who have been in underground so I'm wondering if there's some type of retribution thing that's connected to raw underground because it seems like it's a shitty idea, right? And shitty ideas, I'm sorry, Ray Ray, are usually attached to the worst in the world. Yes. that mess. I'm glad you got here because so I probably honestly, like the Raw Underground doesn't bother me as much anymore, the concept of it. And if that's all it was, I probably would be fine with it. But there is one thing that just does not fit in with Raw Underground and what they're trying to be. And it's literally Shane McMahon. As I'm watching these guys beat the fuck out of each other, his obnoxious yelling oh, takes me out of it. Oh. Him trying to hype stuff up takes me out of it. Him stotching, stopping these fights where anything goes takes me out of it. Everything about Shane McMahon is the complete opposite of Raw Underground. There's nothing about Shane McMahon that's gritty or tough. Like, Shane McMahon is a fucking, he's pampered. He's rich. Like, he's dad, he's like the fucking one of the richest men. Like, you're like, it's just like, we know Shane McMahon can take a beating, yes. But like, him, Shane McMahon doesn't fit the narrative. And him just yelling the whole time. That's why I don't like Raw Underground. It's Shane McMahon. If you took Shane McMahon out of the Raw Underground, probably wouldn't bother me as much. Because so, these guys, they look great in their little like wrestling. I love seeing the 
three of the four horsewomen of MMA getting in there. Like it just it's it's nice to see some real people down there now, you know. So I I actually enjoyed Raw Underground. I thought having the, the only thing that was a head scratcher was the fact that Riddick Moss and uh, I can't remember his name. It's hard to pronounce. It's like Artura. Arturo Ruiz or something yes, like that? Yes, I'm sorry, TJ. I'm, no, TJ said, it's Arturo Ruiz, you idiot. He's probably screaming right now at his newborn he baby. He hasn't even been really on NXT. So no, no, but I'm just saying, the like, they, 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 they splooge over him and how great he is and how he has an amazing background. So, it, you know, it's it's worth it. But let me ask you this question, since we both agree that Shane McMahon is a, well, a collective just Get him off my blanket. TV, no. as you would say. No, and it's true. But would you prefer no commentary? Would you prefer... Smack yeah. talk? What would you prefer? So I prefer, I prefer, no commentary and just hear them yelling at each other while they're fighting, or the people on the outside yelling because we notice they're all like making bets and stuff. Like, yep. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. I want to hear them in the ring yelling at each other. Like, if Dolph Ziggler's beating up Eric, I want to hear Dolph Ziggler talking shit because we know Dolph Ziggler can talk shit. I don't need fucking Shane McMahon taking it over and making it about him. I don't give a fuck what Shane McMahon has to say. I don't give a fuck. It is. It is. Want, like, it is. If it's supposed to be raw, unedited, like fighting, get Shane McMahon out of there. That's how you fix Raw Underground. It is hard. I don't like it. It is hard too that they had the first night of Raw Underground saying the Hurt Business is attached to it, and they've been like nowhere near it. So it's just they graduated like, Raw Underground. They well, no. won. They won the Gulag now, so they go back to the game. That's how it works in Call of Duty. You die. You go to the Gulag. You fight. If you lose, you're done. If you win, you go back into the game. Hurt Business went to the Gulag. They beat everyone. They went back to the game. So we'll see them next time they lose. Maybe after SummerSlam. Would you like to plug your Call of Duty game? Uh, well, uh, I'm a champion, so. Oh, we'll, we'll plug it. No, that's it. It's over. I won. Did you, won the, you won the Backcracker Invitational? Yes. Well, so we made the finals, and the other teams never played, so we were declared winners. But we made the finals as a fist seed. So, yeah, we're the champs. Nerd alert. All right, let's move oh, on. You wish. What nerd else? alert. Call of Duty is like the most popular game of all time. Still a nerd thing. Anyway, let's move on yeah. to, uh, no, I'm kidding. All aside. But uh, let's get on to something else that will get you a little bit more heady. What else did you really, really enjoy, JC? What uh, What didn't I enjoy? I was I being sarcastic. You, you can see my face, you um, idiot. So if we're looking at Raw, like, oh, okay. I, the one thing I think is super disrespectful, and I hate when they do this shit, and it just, especially when they pick this spot, is... Do I care about Natalia and Lana and their feud with Mickey James? No, but I like Mickey James. But you know what I think super disrespectful and annoying? When it just fucking, it, they're wrestling in the rain and immediately you take away from them and it's Seth coming out and just yelling at Samoa Joe. And it's like, that's still happening, but that could have happened at any point in the night, but you picked it during this match because you're telling me this means nothing. These women mean nothing to me. They're useless. They're not, they're just, we have three hours. We're going to put them on TV, but we want you to actually come down and just have Seth yell at Joe about stuff to put them over. I hate that shit when they do that. Show like, ponies. It's like, if you're going to, like, that's why, this is, what, this is the one part I liked about the Retribution thing. They didn't cut off, like, a 24-7 title match or a jobber match. They cut off Drew McIntyre. So at least, like, you're telling me, like, we know Drew McIntyre really matters, but you interrupted and ruined his promo. Whereas in this one, it's like, Okay, Seth is way more important than the woman mid-card on our show. You don't, you don't need to care about Natalia and Mickey James. They're just there because we know people like, like Mickey James, but you know we're just going to disrespect her because we don't respect her. And so we're going to have it come out and be supposed Seth and Joe. That's where the difference between those two things are for me. And they do this all the time, and I hate it. And it always seems to be the woman's mid-card that gets picked on. Yeah, listen, I, you, you beat me to it. I am a huge Mickey fan. I love Mickey. She's right up there in my top two to make me top three of all time. Ooh, that's high. Yeah, I love high. her. That's high. Yeah, it's high. I know. I know. Well, I mean, she's amazing. She's her and her and Trish Stratus still have the greatest. She doesn't age, and she just looks great. So it's you know, oh yeah, you know, it is what it is. 
Cowboy boots and skirts, sign me up. But anyway, getting back to reality now. uh, Listen, there's a part of me that goes, okay, you beat me to it because I I don't want to harp on it too much, but I will say, (sighs) having Lana outside anything (laughs) is just my... I'm watching. I'm watching it again, and my wife is watching like over my shoulder because she she's like trying to fall asleep, but she's the you know the iPad, and she's like, "Is that Lana?" And I go, "Yeah." And she's like, "So they fired Rusev and kept Lana?" And I'm like, "Okay, you see it too, right? She's useless." And she's like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Okay, all right." Like that's exactly how we all feel. Like I, she's useless. She's absolutely useless. Natty, eh. like she's that's what she. I won. Eh. That's what Natty does. She every did. Time she, she won by countout. In the background. Yeah, exactly. In the background, nonetheless. But it is uh, not that great. I mean, it's not wonderful, but, it, you know, it is... It's not easy. It's just... It's stupid. It's stupid. I don't want to talk more about it. The other things that made me really upset was they finally had a chance to have something cool, and they showed security footage that Samoa Joe had of somebody getting poisoned, and I went, man, did you shank that one right into the woods? It just... It was, like, it was a stupid thing to begin with, but you had a chance to just prove me wrong that it wasn't going to be stupid, and then here's the other part too. Like she played it off. Like when they played it off, I was like, "Oh, I completely forgot about the poisoning for one half second. And I'm like, "Maybe it's Angel Garza. Maybe he's making out with Zelina and making it CN. Like maybe they had a chance there to do something cool. Maybe the fact that you know the lethal Lothario is spreading his seed everywhere. You know, whatever. Like that's fine. I would I would giggle at that and think like that's entertaining. And now like it breaks up CN and him. They maybe not be that. You know, um, they they're going back to what they were when they started as a tag team, not trusting each other. That I believe. But then they do the stupid fucking poisoning thing. And then so of course Montez comes flying into the picture. They start brawling. Then they start dancing. Like they come out as the Street Profits dancing. You know what you I do? I didn't even know this was a match. I almost fast-forwarded through it completely because it was just randomly stuck at the end of the it show. It was, and it's just, it, it's hard for me, and again, this is the copy-paste kind of mentality that they've had not having a live show, is that their continuity through it is terrible. And then there were two instances in this match, I think, where they were, they clearly the Thunderdome was after they filmed these matches, so Tom Phillips' read for the Thunderdome was completely different in a different background than his, you know, his energy for what he was calling. So it was like, just space, and then it was like Tom Phillips, like this week, Thunderdome, be there, and then it was just like, oh my god, from back into what they were doing, little things like that. They're gonna say, oh, a lot of people don't notice it, don't care. I care, and I think it's stupid, and it shows laziness, as well as the fact that the street prophets just jumped somebody, and they're like, oh, they're pissed off. Maybe they shouldn't be come dancing out again through the crowd again. Like they just, they shouldn't do it because it, it it's in, and then like the bell rings, and then he's like, he has to remember he's mad. It just. It's it's the continuity of this not check like they on a movie on a movie you have somebody that is a continuity person that watches somebody pick up a coffee or a donut you know Game of Thrones had that coffee they would have had somebody on continuity it would have been nice but I mean you think about those things they should have somebody watching the continuity of the program before they film something or making a note of it because it's just stupid it it it's just I don't, I'm already lowering my expectations in the COVID era. I'm already lowering, lowering my expectations as a viewer in general because it's wrestling. But you can't make me lower my expectations on these nonsensical things. Like backstage, they had Nakamura and <laughs> doing the thing where the Lucha House Party steal the titles, right? And then that was the first thing before the commercial break. Then they had a box, like a box promo, where you can tell they filmed it after the titles were already taken and they weren't pissed about their titles. 
There's just stuff like that that makes no fucking sense. And it's like, ah, nobody will care. We're just fucking going through it. And if honestly we didn't have this program, I wouldn't be watching because I'd be sitting there going, you know what? When Roman Reigns shows back up full time, when KO shows up full time, when all these people that I give a shit about do things that are amazing full time, then I'll fucking care. Because right now they don't care. I don't care. And I know you don't care. Oh God! You mentioned Lucha House Party. That like that 32X was invented for them. So no, there's that's how I kind of felt last night. I'm getting home from a lawn work shift, and I'm like, oh crap. Raw felt like a chore. I was hoping it would be good to kind of give me some enjoyment, but like it wasn't. It felt like a chore trying to get through those three hours. Where I don't know, like there's there's just like there's pieces I enjoy, but it's just so bad. And like the, the another thing that really killed me is just WrestleMania. Who's my favorite wrestler of all time? Like actual favorite true like wrestler of all time. Like, I was gonna like say, matches. I was going to say The Miz, but that's not true. The Miz is my probably favorite, like, overall package character, whatever. But who's my favorite actual wrestler? Shawn Michaels? Yes. But you know what fucking sucked on Raw? Fucking bald Shawn Michaels. Like, that backstage promo with Drew McIntyre, I think I fell asleep seven different times during it. And then he gets out to the ring. Thank God they didn't have much time left. And he eventually got punted, and we saw Randy Orton literally kick the hair off his head. But, like... Good grief, man. Like, why do they feel the need to keep dragging him out here on Raw? It's like, I love that he's in the Performance Center. I love that he's there with these younger wrestlers and able to give them, like, true, like, knowledge and, like, these people who idolize and be like, this sucks, do this, this is good. I think that's good. But in terms of TV, man, honestly, if he's not with Triple H, Shawn Michaels by himself right now, not for me. He's not, his promos aren't up to speed anymore, which they shouldn't be. He's retired. But, like, it just... Oh, that backstage promo. I don't know about you, but that was like that was like worse than some of those forty minute edge promos. We're just like it's just like it never ended. It sucked. I literally I eventually just fast forward it. No, I yeah. Fall asleep. I actually sent so a, bad. I sent out a tweet saying it was the Shawn Michaels uh, dick sucking tweet because that's exactly what it was. He was just he was just sitting there talking about how great. Like we know that we know that the Mac could be great. We know that. He is great. I think he is yeah. great. But you don't have to have the HBK guy going in there and going, oh, my God, this is wonderful. Oh, my God, I'm going to be like, you're going to – he said the same thing six different times. He said the same thing, like how great he was. You watching film. Somebody should have been there on a timer being like, dude, we got 90 seconds. Hit 90 seconds or I'm going to just pull the plug on this altogether. And, of course, everybody loves HBK, so they're just going to be like, oh, we'll find ways to cut in and cut out and whatever. But it's tough. It's tough because we should love Shawn Michaels, and I'm sure Billy. If I do love to, Shawn Michaels, know. but I just it's like it's the same thing. Like where it's not never going to be a level it was for Undertaker, but it's the same premise. Geriatric like, jobber. Like, his time's over, and like if you use him in little pieces here and there, sure. But like when you trudge him out like this and make him such like big chunks of your show, it's just like God. It just wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. The other part, that, the other part that I have a real big issue with, and again, you're going to look at me because I just it's a hypocritical thing because I just looked at you to do it. <laughs> is the whole aspect of like no offense but I don't think Randy Orton's just coming out of nowhere anymore like he's doing the exact same thing to the exact same people and it's like every time there's a legend you're like okay well, this, this one was this one was too obvious because again like we had a 20 minute promo with Drew McIntyre earlier he's coming off the end of the show Randy Orton's done nothing like you know it's coming like yeah. the beauty of Randy Orton is when you truly don't know what's coming but right. right now he's fighting for the biggest title in what might what is pro- one of the two if not the main event of SummerSlam like he ain't hiding from anybody right now so, yeah, but do you care? Like, I feel like I've cared less about. I this care about. I care about this match, but this lead up this week, like they were done after last week, in my opinion. It was ready. Like it was done. Like they were. They were at their peak. It was time to finish, baby. So they should have stopped. Reason, they should have stopped. Well, it was just it's one of those things. It's like this week. It's like okay, we have another week. So they try to think of a way of like how do we kind of make it interesting? Oh, Shawn Michaels, but it was just more of like a retread of what we saw. Like the Ric Flair was the peak of this. Now we want the match. Now we want to see is like can Drew overcome? 
the number one heel in the business right now. Can he? And it's just like this week, it just, it, this week didn't do anyone any good. That's all. Okay. Anything else that's heady? Uh, I mean, anything that's left, I either didn't like or didn't care. But uh, your boy Pat Buck and his neon pants are back on TV. Because Nia Jax, of course, had to run out and ruin a women's tag match. And then. Yeah, ruin I it. I just. Yeah, Nia ruin Jax it. and Pat Buck, like, take that feud. And launch it on a 205 Live so I never have to see it. Speaking of 205, if you're not watching 205 Live because nobody is. Uh, <laughs> I forget us all. My boys, the tag team, are doing amazing oh, work. Oh, my God. On Twitter, if you're not following Everrise on Twitter and watching their promos, they are fucking hysterical. I'm telling you. It, they're the best part of 205 Live, and I don't even watch the program. Like, I know that they've got to be the best <laughs> How part. How do you know? I, you, just, you just have to know because why would you even care, right? Why would you even watch 205 Live? That'd I can't be my argue. Thought. I can't argue. I, honestly, if I had more time in the week, maybe I'd watch it because I'd love to see Tyler Breeze wrestle every week. But I barely have enough time to fit in what I have. You know, I'm not. I'm not, at this point. I'm not getting to the Wednesday shows till later in the week. Now that I'm going back to the building and everything. So. Oh, look at this guy touting how great his life is. All right. Anyway, uh, it's not great. Believe me, I miss. I miss it when I had a lot of free time. So can I? Can I run through some job alerts very quickly? Yes. All right. Yes, and I'm going to reject one of them. Very okay, heavily. Shorty. As I'm renaming him, Shorty G is now going to be dubbed Lordy G. Jobber alert. Wee. Chad Gable. Chad Gable. Excuse me. Chad Gable. That's, Woo. A, that's what Baron calls him, and I only call him what Baron calls him. Yes. I think that's the only one on SmackDown. Someone can keep me honest on that. Usually TJ or DQ or Ray Ray will tell me. Uh, jobber alert. Uh, I'm sorry, your boy Shelton at the beginning. Incorrect. No, it wasn't. No, yes, it was. I timed it. So the match started in commercial. The commercial break was three minutes long. So we don't know how long, but I would assume it started pretty quickly. So we'll say two minutes of commercial, and then on my stopwatch, 209. No, 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 That is over three minutes. No, 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 Therefore, your dinner is not free. Not a job alert. No, 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 no. Listen, the the match had to start with the bell ringing. It did not start with the bell ringing before the commercial. The bell did not ring in commercial. The bell did not ring when we got back, which means it rang in commercial. You know what? So my time is my time. The match started. Listen, it's undefined. It's not a job alert. Listen, listen, listen. You know when it starts? When my eyeballs see wrestling again. Yeah. That's the clock. That's wrong. That's wrong. So it's anywhere from 209 to 509. But it has to be higher because that match clearly had not just started. You are so, you not just, a job. If it wasn't Shelton rejected, Benjamin, if it wasn't Shelton Benjamin, Shelton Benjamin, you wouldn't care. Now Shelton Benjamin won two championships in the same show. Peyton, not too many people have done that. So shut your mouth. Peyton Respect Royce jobber alert. Yes, agree. Peyton Joy. She, yes, she won Peyton, though. Peyton She's, Joy. Ruby Wright is the jobber alert. She, yes. Right. Sorry, Ryan, they're both jobbers. Peyton Royce and and Peyton Royce is not a jobber. Peyton Royce and Ruby Riot in a rerun. They're all jobbers. They're all fucking jobbers, in my opinion. Just saying. Then, of course, we get to the lower part of the card where, you know, everybody beats everybody. Tazawa, jobber alert as he loses to Cedric very quickly. Then Cedric loses immediately, so technically Cedric is a jobber alert because the match never ends. So it is what it is. And finally, Cien loses in less than three minutes to Montez. So that's a jobber alert as well. Literally, so that to me, that's why it was a lot of heat for me is because you had the Tez comeback early in the show. I didn't need to see him again. Why did you put them out there just to squash Andrade? Like, again, who did that benefit? Nobody. It's not like you killed a lot of time. You killed less than three minutes. Just give three extra minutes to the fucking six-man tag. I don't care. I think what it comes down to is a lot of people don't want to wrestle long tiered because they don't want to catch anything, and so they're having all these little matches, and they're just trying to find a creative way to well, keep people I, I on TV. Well, I think it's also it just they yeah they just they don't I don't know it's stupid. Make Rock two hours. Yeah, you tell that to the to the advertisers. You tell that to USA. I will just have just have longer commercial breaks. I don't care. Have Raw Underground for a whole hour. Just eliminate <laughs> Raw Underground, and there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Retribution, Raw Underground, and uh, 
an extra what match get out I think I, I I am so mad because like I can't hit the detective button, but there's so much going on where I feel like the detective button would be so much fun to hit right now. I agree, but the problem is like because so much of it is about retribution. Oh, yeah. I just don't care because it sucks, man. Right. What else you got? I honestly I don't think there's much more that's gonna make me angry. I do the job alerts to just sum up everything that we missed because honestly I we haven't talked about Ray and we haven't talked about Dominic. We haven't talked about the buddy and the buddy Christ and whatever. I would have saved Ray but... for SummerSlam. Like it was just again this was another feud where like. It ended last week, yep. but they had another week. So, like, oh, we'll just bring Ray back. And it was fine. Like, you had the father-son bonding over a kendo stick. Like, they tricked Seth and Murphy. Like, whatever. But, again, it didn't didn't get us anywhere. It was just a flat line. Hashtag, so, it's not positive. It's not negative. It's just there. Hashtag Nestle knows, as we talked about. We talked about Dominic having to be put in a street fight because, again, he's a youngin and needs help. Yeah, so that's we fine. went over that. That's, that. that's We all agree with that. No, I'm, 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 not, I'm just telling you. Yeah. Listen, you told me to tell on this program when I'm correct. I'm correct. I'm saying what I said. That's, but that you I were correct. correct. We literally talked about this last week. All right, anyway, oh, and something else we can agree on is that with the uh, honka honka eye patch that a, a Ray Mysterio <laughs> wears, he looks like a bug on one side. It's very odd. Like, he's a mosquito. He's flying through the air. Booyaka, booyaka. He's a yeah. bad discount superhero. Listen, listen. He flies through the air, okay? He's Rey Mysterio. Six when Rey nine. Mysterio starts jumping up the sky, R-E-Y again with the fucking springboard. Never going to happen. Then I'll like him again. Do you that realize, was when I liked Rey Mysterio. That was my favorite thing. That man has two, resurg- two surgical repaired yeah. knees. It just, there's no way he's going to exactly. do anything exactly. like that. I got exactly, but I'm just saying, until he does that again, meh. Meh, meh. he says. Meh. meh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking through the rest of this and I'm thinking to myself, this a lot of besides the fact that Jomo apparently got his eyebrows waxed and has no eyebrows. I mean, I've got random notes here, but other than that, like the thing that bothers me j- just in general, we've talked about this is continuity. Like Sheamus came out as the brawler during like distracting in one match, but he has his gear in the other. Like there's just so many things about everything that's being on. It's because like, they've been taping this shit at all different times and they're just they're stuck. It's just like the way it is. It's like Sheamus probably goes for like once a month, tapes five or six segments. And then they're like, shit, we got to kind of stick it together. So, you know, and so it's just, that's why it's a mess. And it's going to be a mess until we get back. And it's, I think honestly, if we, when we look back at this, like at the beginning, it was so bad, but once they kind of hit their groove, I think the storytelling is the best it's been in over a decade. I think for what, like the shit they've been given and same with AEW, like up until recently, cause I think they've gotten bad for the most part, I think with what the, with the situation they've been giving, they've done enough, you know? It is. It was never going to be amazing, but for the most part, like they evolved enough where there's enough each week that I'm not out. You know what I mean? It was a rough start though, because I think if we go back to March, man, it was really fucking bad. But they kind of hit their groove because they focused on storytelling, and there were has been a lot of good stories over the last few months. The wrestling is never going to be great without a crowd, because wrestling inherently needs a crowd. If not, I'll just go to the fucking American Legion. I'll watch someone with no crowd, and it's really not that different. How like, dare well, you? No, How saying, dare it's you? Different. It's a lot more crisp with the professionals, but the biggest go thing to an American Legion with no crowd. Come on, it's the atmosphere, bro. You're gonna tell so me it's never gonna be. I will, I will argue this much. I will argue this because I've been to both and I've been in, you know, in both settings very, 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 very much. I think sometimes an intimate. 200, 300, 400 people well, yes. watching. But you don't even could have potentially, that right now. No, no, I'm just saying. You don't even you're, have that so right don't, now. don't say stuff about the American Legion because that, that you're saying shit like that, like no crowd. People show it's, up sometimes like that. They have a good time. It's more fun well, when you yes, do something like that. And WWE, talking, it's more like that now than like a heavy arena. That's it's fine, just, but I'm just, I, we're, we're, I just, I think that it's, it's disrespectful to say something like that because I it's, think it's not in terms of disrespect. That's just like literally like it's just the same. They literally say that on WWE. I'm using their line 
to regurgitate. They say bingo hall is what they say. Yeah. So I just use the American Legion. It's a different word. Well, just watch your mouth is what I'm saying, sir. Otherwise, I'll watch you. You would rather disrespect bingo? That is incredibly disrespectful to your elders. Yeah, you want to know something? What a jerk you are. You want to know something? I got bingo. (laughs) I got bingo. I got bingo. Great clip. Great clip. Best clip ever. All right, so I think that's pretty much it. I think it's time to get hopeful. Would you like to go first? No, because I don't have one. But glorious, you are my only hope. Wow, you just, you just, you're not prepared. Ever. I, I, I couldn't think of one this week let's, because I was so uninspired. Let's, so I'll, let's, I'll brainstorm here. Let's tell everybody very quickly how much that he is terrible because he's ever, uh, you're never prepared. Uh, no, no, why you're doing that is because you're not prepared. No, I'm prepared. Yeah, you ready yeah, for this? No, yeah, okay, then go. Then okay. Go. Let's hear it. My hope this week is for Braun Strowman, The Fiend, and Alexa Bliss. Are you intrigued yet? No, you are not. I will continue. I, I have takes, but I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. So here's what I would like. I think this is the way we're going. I think when I was watching it, they had, you know, Alexa Bliss do the whole, like, striking the beast's face from Beauty and the Beast kind of thing a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I think that Alexa Bliss is the conduit to change the fiend. We've talked about this on the program. Ray Ray has uh, said on Twitter a bunch that, you know, everybody doesn't remember when they say that when you face the fiend, you change. You change, right? So what I would love to see personally, and we started to see this with Braun, is, is a wholesale change that is going to happen over time. I think that Bliss is going to be the conduit to changing The Fiend. So my hope is that we're going to see Alexa Bliss change. She's not going to be Sister Abigail. Everybody, get off that fucking bus. You're fucking stupid if you think that. That's not going to happen. She's Alexa Bliss. Her name value is more than Sister Abigail. So stop. Just fucking stop. Like, Bliss alone sells more tickets than Sister Abigail. And, and, And any iteration of it doesn't make any goddamn sense. What I would like to see is a weirder version of Alexa Bliss. I think that, again, you made that whole point of saying that she, they kind of cheated on it on on a Thursday, sorry, Friday, about how it seemed like there was almost a relationship with Braun, but there wasn't. And it's almost like that jilted lover that never was kind of feeling. And it was it's kind of on both sides, but it also feels like, I, there's no other way to say this, I guess. It's just like, they didn't screw. Somebody's mad, you know, at somebody. And it feels like, okay, you're mad at me. I'm going to go F your best friend. And, the, you know, in this case is The Fiend. So I feel like in some form or fashion, we're going to see this connection between Alexa Bliss and The Fiend. It's going to help The Fiend turn babyface. I think that people, because he sells merchandise, when they see cash coming, they want that to be the babyface. So he's going to be a friendly monster, which is kind of stupid. And in, in, in a lot of ways, they're going to cut his nuts off. But I want to see Bliss get to a point of going back to her roots with a twist. So a twisted bliss, if you will, where she's kind of that fairy, where she's kind of like glitter bliss, as you love, Josh. And they, uh, I just love her. Yeah. <laughs> but they have a weird Disney princess on acid feeling with her that goes along with the fiend as a presentation because so I So like Harley Quinn. Sorta, of, sure. Like, but you know, you have it in a way she kind of did that anyway with her pigtails, but I think yeah. you can go a little bit darker with her. I think you can get to a point where it was like, all right, you know, because the best to me when I look at the best superheroes and the supervillains, it's always the superhero is here, the supervillain was made because something happened. And I think the best case scenario here is if you're gonna make Braun this big overgrown ogre who is just hated in general, uh, I, I think having Alexa Bliss say, I was in love with you and you didn't want me, that's essentially what they're saying. Having her get darker because she was basically like told no in a way, 
I think having that revenge aspect of it and being darker would be kind of cool with The Fiend because we're at this point now where we know The Fiend's going to sell tickets. We know The Fiend is the reason people stay around after dark matches. We know that this sells merchandise. We always enjoy it. It's the most intriguing and interesting thing most of the time on WWE programming up until late. But I think that having Bliss be the twisted Bliss character a little bit more, darker version, being maybe part of the you know the fun house a little bit would be intriguing becoming more and more intriguing with everything that they could be doing here because I think it's I'm more interested to see what happens with Bliss and less about the two people involved I hope that she's involved at SummerSlam in some form or fashion because I think it's an important aspect of this relationship that they're kind of using but I think that she's the star and I think that that's that's you know very very telling to me that you have these two giant dudes and I'm focused on her so that's my hope. I think that we need to have a darker version of her, and I think that she's going to be a bigger baby face when she's darker. I don't mind that if that's the direction they're going. But to me, when I was watching SmackDown, is all I thought was like Braun's playing possum. Because the reason why the Fiend targeted Alexa is because he knows Braun cares about Alexa. So if Braun, quote unquote, stops caring about Alexa, suddenly the Fiend has no reason to hurt her. And now suddenly with this Stockholm syndrome thing, and she's like like patting him like a fucking like dog lover sort of thing. Like it's suddenly it's like almost like Braun and her plan this as a way to get in the fiend's head. So I'm still kind of in that way, but if they did, I think I'd be okay with the, her and uh, Bray being paired together. I just think this is a complete possum thing. I'm not buying that Braun is changed. I think he's using that because he knows like everyone who has fought the fiend has quote unquote changed. And maybe he's just like possum. That's what I'm, that's what I think. Who knows? We'll find out it's on uh, Friday or SummerSlam or whatever, but that's more of where I lean. That's my take of what happened this week. Am I enjoying this that much? No. I think this feud has really, like, left the dolphin, so to speak, for two guys that I really like, and obviously Alexa Bleen, one of my favorites. Like, these are three of my favorite performers, and it just it isn't working yet, but I, I am curious to see how it plays out because this clearly is something they've invested in. I don't even know if it's over at, at SummerSlam, honestly, WrestleMania, depending which way they go, especially anytime you have a third person involved, it's like, I smell chicanery one way or the other. You know what I mean? So, And maybe you're right. Maybe maybe that aspect of Braun is just like it's a decoy. And it, it could yeah. very well be. But I think that when everybody harps on the whole changing with the Fiend, changing with the Fiend, Bliss might be the key in changing the Fiend to a baby face. You yes. know? And I think that's, that's yes. what people should focus on sometimes because, honestly, the dude prints money. And we all love his segments. So... You know, he can only be a heel for so long or, or scared so long, like The Undertaker. Like, I know we hate talking about The Undertaker on this program. But again, was a heel. Kids were scared, shit in their pants, you know, you know, in the barricade in 93, 94. He became a huge babyface. And he's been a babyface yeah. for the most part of his entire career because, again, it's the pageantry. It's the extra. It's the gaga that gets you through the night. And he's the gaga now. He is the essential gaga that you need. Yeah. So that's my hope. I think that's... SummerSlam is definitely going to be a big payoff one way or the other, I think, for this match. And that's why, it at least, even though I don't have high expectations for it, we're going to get something from it. But my hope, Nestlemania, I forgot that I actually did have a hope. Yeah, mm -hmm, My sure. hope is, this is one of the big events, right? Kind of a checkpoint. You know who shows up for big events? Brock Lesnar. You know what I think we need right now? Brock Lesnar. And whether, I think it would be intriguing if he randomly, like, attacked, like, the Universal Championship picture. But... He's going to be pissed at Drew McIntyre, right? And when Drew McIntyre takes care of Randy Orton with the Claymore, out comes Brock Lesnar out of nowhere to get that like five-minute paycheck when he beats the living fuck out of McIntyre. They probably wouldn't fight at payback. It would be more of a long-term thing. But you know what? That's my hope. 
Bring back Brock Lesnar. We're not getting Roman Reigns yet. I need fucking Brock Lesnar, man. I need more of these head honchos up there. Brock Lesnar, as much as people like to shit on him, he's a fucking attraction, man. Attract me. Attract me. Because once we get through Drew Orton, it sure seems like they might be going back to Drew Seth, which, meh. It was fine before, but like, meh. I'd rather Brock Lesnar. So that's my hope. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Representing the brand. I think it is now time to go to the comeback. My comeback this week is bald, is beautiful, Braun with bald hair, specifically just him with it's the hair. It's a good look. It's, it's a, a great look. look. It's a menacing look. I love that he's had mind games with the Fiend, and he's got the Fiend on his heel, so to speak. Uh, but when Braun opens his mouth, not so much, so that's not part of my comeback. The comeback is strictly for the look and the gaga and the, the, the circumstance. So your comeback's for his lack of hair. Yes. A little oxymoron. I like yes, that. yes. It is the, the comeback, never come back. If you will. Oh, okay. I get it. Yes. Well, my comeback's way better because not only does she boast the shiniest wizard, she's also Lady Kane and she's also my comeback. That is Tegan Knox, who I think was the MVP of that battle royal on SmackDown. It was a great main roster showcase for her. I thought she looked great. I think it's about time to call her up. You know, she, what else can she do at NXT? There's a couple, there's a bunch of people like that, especially in this, the women's division NXT, which is so deep. She's a great, she can be a great baby face. We know that she's likable. Her story is incredible. If you don't know about it, read about it. That goes for you, Cap, because I know you don't watch NXT, but Tegan Knox is amazing. She's one of my favorites. I love everything about her. Push her to the moon, baby. I, she's just someone I want to root for. Like there's not too many people where I just look at them and I'm like, I just want to root for you, no matter what happens. And it's because of her positive attitude, her comeback story, like the way she is a performer, like total package, Tegan Knox, she's young, the future is bright, and she gets my comeback. You know, I have to say very quickly, uh, she, as much as shit I was going to give you about it, it was in my notes that she had an, a great showing. But the one, thing, she was great. the one thing I will say that made me giggle is that if you watch NXT, she, her hair is always in place with that ponytail, but for some reason on SmackDown, it looked like she fell asleep, woke up, and someone was like, "Tegan, you're on!" And she was That's just probably like, "Probably what happened, honestly." They probably like called her day of, and be like, or like an hour before they. But take, like, run a hey, brush I'm through your me. hair, right? You're on television. Okay. Come on, come well, on, natural, baby. Come I on. I support her. I support everything Tegan does. Yeah, I know you do. Shiniest wizard, Nestlemania. Power of positivity. Anyway, I believe we are now into the big finish. Would you like to socialize a lot of things that are going on in Jabberknocker.com before we get into yeah, predictions? Um, hashtag Mass State Memories. If you haven't read any of Ray Ray's articles, looking back at some of the great pay-per-views over the year, since we don't have SummerSlam in Boston this year, this is supposed to be a big weekend for all of us, the Jabberknocker and everyone who lived in this area, going to all these shows. Sadly, we cannot because of the pandemic. So Ray has been taking us down memory lane to some of the best events. The first six editions are all available. Backlash 2003 came out on, what was yesterday? Monday? Monday. So they're all available there. They're great reads. There's more to come. Ray Ray's still working on more. So make sure you go to jobberknocker.com and check those out. And while you're there, you know every Wednesday, we got the best NXT and AEW coverage around from TJ and the Joe Stoppin'. Very true, very true. And do you want to do the links to the podcast and all that bullshit? Or you want to do it later? Yes, I had to. I needed a breath. Okay, I'll, just, I'll, I'll I'll save for you. You want me to try it, or do you just you just need a second? I mean, no, no. I, also, Jobberknocker.com, The entire staff predictions from the two events we're about to run through will be there. But Nestlemania, Twitter at Jobberknocker, at Nestlemania, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at Billy D twenty four eleven, at Joe Pollock forty seven, at TJ of the JK, and at the Real Deal B Cox. Facebook Jobberknocker, Instagram Jobberknocker, because we're everywhere you want to be on social media and podcasting apps of iTunes. Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, archived on YouTube. Like, subscribe, download, five stars, five flames. Even if your comment is, hey, these guys fucking suck, but give us five stars. 
Literally don't care. It goes a long way. You can redo it every week. We'd appreciate it. It's how more people hear about our show. And you know what? That's how we can keep doing this for you guys because we enjoy doing it, but we're both very busy. But uh, knowing that there's people out there who appreciate it keeps us going. Exactly. And now I believe it is now Ooh. time to get to the SummerSlam. Or we well, can do yes. NXT if you want. Well, let, well let's, let's do the SummerSlam. But first, Friday on SmackDown, IC title match, Styles Hardy. Styles retain? Or does na 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 I think it's in the AJ Styles contract. He's going to have like a championship belt attached to him. It just, it just seems as if yeah. he's going to have that championship until Big E finally does something. So I think AJ cheats to win and they have a rematch or payback. Gross. Does anybody care yeah. really? I don't. Nope. But you know what we do care about is SummerSlam. So as of this taping, we have eight. I say eight official matches scheduled for SummerSlam. My guess is SmackDown might add another one or two. So you know what, WrestleMania? We're going to pick a potential ninth match right now, oh, even no. if it doesn't happen. It is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between Nakazaro and the Lucha House Party. It's going to happen at some point at one of these events. We'll pick it now in case it's added to SummerSlam. You're not picking the Pinata Boys, right? Listen, Kalisto has 14 abs. Kalisto doesn't even wrestle. It's the other two. It's Tiger Boy and your boy, the Grand Metal. How dare you? His name Kalisto is doesn't. Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik. Know your business. Right. Know, I know your business, are. buddy. I don't care. I call them Pinata One, Pinata Two, and Kalisto. At least go with the, the alliteration of Pinata Pals. Kalisto, who had one of the coolest moments I've ever seen live. It's true, it, but at least go to the. That's Selena Gomez on the ladder was some of the yeah, greatest I've ever seen. Exactly, but again, say Pinata Pals. Don't say Pinata Guys. No. Pinata Jobbers. It's lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy. Nakazaro. Nakazaro. Yes, they all win. Nakazaro. Okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this program. I actually so have. So you want to talk about? Okay, you want you want to do it or me do? Because I have them right here too. Okay, I, I'm I'm actually trying. If you look very closely, you can't see this. I'm actually going to try to put the predictions in the sheet as we do it. Ooh. Okay. So you want me to read them off and you can type? I will try my best. Okay. So first up, we're going to start off big WrestleMania with hashtag my main event, and that is the hair versus hair match between the greatest women's wrestler of all time, Mandy Rose. And an upstart who I'm really enjoying, Sonya Deville. Upstart. They started the same time, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) A young upstart like she just started. Come on, get that shit out of here. Get that shit out of here. She was irrelevant until she broke away from Mandy because Mandy was such a big star. She was just dragging Sonya with her until Sonya was ready. All right. So, yes, Uh I stand by what I said. You stupid idiot. You stupid idiot. I I love saying that shit. So much fun. All right. So, listen. If Mandy doesn't win, I'll be shocked. So Mandy's I'm going to pick Mandy. And then yeah. she, and honestly, that and I said weeks ago is that Sonya probably went to them and says, "Look, what do I have to do to get on TV? I'm going to shave my head." And she's yeah, going to shave her head. Shave your head, bitch. And you know what? You know what's funny? She's going to oh. look good doing it. She's going to look better. She's going to look better. Her, it fits her character and gimmick. It'll fit her a lot better than it would Mandy. And she's going to make it look good. Like that's the part. Like yeah. you, she just, she's going to be money regardless. And she'll, she'll show up the next week saying, "Yeah, I lost, but did I really lose?" You know. And then, the, then you're back to whatever you're doing again. We shall see. But we agree. It's Mandy's to pick. Yes. Next up, we have uh, the Poison Off, the tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team oh, Championship. Jesus. The Street Profits, Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford, defending against the Zelina Boys, Andrade and Angel Garza. Man, like the way I look at this is I honestly think Andrade and Garza might win. But when I'm looking at the tag teams in WWE, the Street Profits is the only good tag team right now, like consistently, that is healthy. I love the Viking Raiders, but like they're doing nothing. So the Street Profits should win this. Your biggest show of the year. Show off your best tag team. Give me the Street Profits. So I had already typed in Street Profits for myself. But as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, 
flip flop, and this is how you lose. How, how I know, lose. I know. How many, how many heel tag teams, babyface tag teams, do they have on Raw? You know, like how many do they have anything? They have the Viking Raiders and Street Profits. That's it. It's just hard. And to... I guess they have Cedro Shea, so they actually do have a lot of babyface teams. But it could be the Hurt Business. You know what I mean? Like, they, you could go either way on this one. Well, yeah, there's a lot of things that could. Retribution could be four tag teams. That's true. Very true. Because because they're all they're all small dogs in a big trench coat is what you're saying. That's how tiny they are. <laughs> they're they're bootleg Dark Order, and that's such an insult. Listen, dark order listen, Mr. Brody wouldn't like that comment, Joshua. Mr. Brody, stop it. He sucks. I'm sorry. I love Luke Harper. I love Brody Lee as a person, but that doesn't work for me. Sorry. It's fine. All right, Street Profits it is because you just talked me into it. It's fine. I got Good nothing. Pick. Singles match for the WWE United States Championship, but Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin are banned from ringside. You would think this will just be the end of it and Apollo Crews will win in dominant fashion. I don't know, WrestleMania. I just I have a sneaking suspicion about MVP, but I'm going to stick with Apollo Crews. You can't spell apologize without Apollo. He's going to beat an apology out of MVP, and he is going to win. I like that. That was actually pretty good work for you. We're going to move on because I don't like giving to, you credit. To be, Next to, up, to, we... to be fair, it was it was autocorrect while I was typing. So oh, okay. not really me. Hey, Should... take credit for it. No. Singles match. We're gonna, we are gonna have back-to-back here because they both involved Asuka. First, we'll do the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Sasha with Bailey defends against Asuka. We don't know which one's going to be first, which I think will be interesting. But uh, do you think Sasha finally defends her title on pay per view? So here's my here's my logic. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow two loads in one shot here. So that's fine. That's usually my mo. Uh, but um, if you've noticed, Bailey's been beaten a lot lately. So I don't think Bailey's Bailey. Bailey gonna... has eaten every pin. She's yes. Eaten every so pin. I believe that Bailey is going to win, like a hard fought match. That match will be first, and she'll win. And yep. she'll win, and Bailey will somehow try to help Sasha, and Sasha will lose, keeping her record alive. That's how I feel. I think that makes a lot of sense. Legitimately, I think that makes a ton of sense. But um, I'm wrong, and tell me why. Go ahead, go ahead. This is what you do. Well, no, I agree with you. Bailey's going to retain. So you can mark down Bailey for me. The other one I think is the one. I think that's the linchpin because you know, anytime with Sasha defending the title, it's a concern. But I just. I don't know. The, the, one of these matches, I think it's going to have more schmas than just these ones. Like maybe Nia Shayna get their own match. But if not, like these got these women could factor in the situation. So, but I think the official pick, I'm going to take Sasha, but I don't feel good about it because I think you're, you're possibly on the right track. Possibly, potentially, maybe. Maybe. Just right maybe, track. maybe. So I'm going to put you down for a hard, hard Asuka. Yeah, put me down for Bailey and Sasha. Wait. Um, wait, did you say Sasha or did you say Asuka? Yeah. I said, I said, put me down for Sasha, but I don't feel good about it. You're going to put Sasha? Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I argued for Oscar, but I picked Sasha. It makes no sense. All right. You're, it's kind of how we roll. You're, uh, you're talking out of your ass. Well, that's all. All you can see is my ass because I'm above you in the standings. Oh! Ooh, wow. I'm looking up at Ray Ray, How's my ass taste, Kobe? All right. Yep. So next up, we have my other hashtag my main event. You only get one main fight. event. CM Punk nope, says it. Two. It's WWE. You get like 10. Dominic Mysterio with his daddy. Versus Seth Rollins and his son, Murphy. Nestlemania. His son, Murphy. <laughs> is Dominic going to win his debut match against the Messiah? They never they never bury the debut. I'm picking Dominic. Yeah. I'm picking Dominic with chicanery canes. Well, I'm picking Seth Rollins. Yeah, so look at right. that. I want Dominic and I'm picking Seth. You want Seth and you're picking Dominic. So what, what, something's got to give. What world do we live in where a man like Nestle picks Dominic after shitting on him for that many weeks, folks? So when, when that gets posted, we need to make sure we like crop that out and save that forever 
Nestlemania Dominic. So anytime you see something bad about him, we can just keep posting it to you to remind you that you love Dominic. It's true. I, I listen. If he, I told you right now, I will change my complete tune if he if he just beats up on his dad. If it does, I will change my tune completely. <laughs> that was one of my long term hopes. So we'll see. I still think that's in play, but. And maybe that's why I'm picking Seth Rollins. Who knows? I'm being kind of vague with it. I just, I don't, I, here's the thing. Maybe that happens after the bell, right? Maybe, maybe the fact Dominic yes. wins and it's some like, oh, like loosey goosey kind of way of winning. And then of course, you know, they celebrate and then it's just this big, long ass gaga where Dominic finally says, you know what? I sacrificed myself 30 licks, you know? And then he just, yeah. never. So. Yeah. Uh, this one's definitely, I think. If we're looking at all the matches, I think quite a few of them are intriguing, but I think this one's up there for me, like might be at the top in terms of like, just because overall with the storytelling and everything. But we have two more matches to go now, Samania. One of these will likely be the main event. I don't think it will be this match, the Universal Championship match, where Braun Strowman finally defends against The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Braun Strowman with his bald, beautiful head will somehow, some way, get something. Or do you pick Otis? Just randomly because it's you Otis. took the words out of your mouth, Nestlemania. You know, like, do you sit there? So and you, do you sit there and Braun, think about it. Braun might retain, but I think Otis is going to walk out of SummerSlam as champion. Call me crazy. That's, that's the thing. It's like they haven't like acknowledged it in forever. Nope. So that's usually when they do it. And yep. I, granted, I don't know if it's the right time, but like Braun and Bray, even if they keep going, do they need the title? No. Alexa Bliss is the prop in this feud, not the title. So you know what, Nestlemania? If this is how we're doing it. If we're if we're picking the person who walks out with the title, give me Otis. So you're gonna pick Otis, but are, but so so let me ask you this: Do you get a point if you pick like the match wins, Braun wins, and then Otis? So okay, wins? I'm picking Braun. Okay, but so then I'm gonna pick Otis to beat Braun. Okay, I so just I guess I pick Braun, Braun then Otis. I'm gonna pick Braun then Otis is what you say. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I have to be specific because TJ and Danny are no, very specific about how they do this. So. So how about this? If for because TJ is listening for the scoring, if I get Otis cashing in right, I get plus one. If he doesn't cash in or doesn't win, I get minus one. Okay. So, it's so a, even if I get even if I get Braun right, if Otis doesn't do it, I get nothing. So it's a double jeopardy both, scenario. Yes. Double it's jeopardy. Nothing, double jeopardy All rule in. from JC. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with you in a different fashion. I, you know, I was gonna pick Braun, but now thinking about this a little bit more. I love when you hedge my picks because it never works for you. Listen, listen. You're a degenerate gambler, it. so it's helping yeah. you and hurting me. So I, it's, I mean, it has no effect on me because no, I know that. I just pick who I think is going to win. It just hurts you. Listen, is it my How fault? My ass taste? Is it is it my fault that Catch you live? Outside. Can you shut up so I can give you a compliment? Is it my fault that you live rent free in my brain? Probably. So shut the fuck up once in a while. Jesus I mean, Christ! I, I can't do that. I had coffee today, bro. Yeah, I can. Two see days that. in a row, actually, because I was exhausted. You get jittery when you do that. I, I, now I'm just stalling. I am gonna pick. Fuck it, I'll pick Braun. Just brawn by himself. Okay. So now we have what should be the main event of SummerSlam. Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship against Randy Orton. This could be a very good match or it could be a letdown. I'm really going on a limb there and uh, picking two things. But I think this match is either going to be the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. I don't know if there's any much in between because I think these guys are going to bust their ass to put on a show. I think they will succeed. And I think Drew McIntyre, this will be the big signature defense of his reign, I think he will cleanly defeat Randy Orton. Wow. Yep. And then I think Brock Lesnar will come out and destroy him. Hashtag JC knows. And, and no no retribution at all. I think you were on to something where you uh, you tweeted about payback. 
That would make a little more sense if they're truly looking well, for Well, they're the same thing. Having retribution and payback is the exact same thing. So, you know. Maybe they'll schmoz up like another random match. Like the U.S. title match might be a good spot to schmoz it up. Since MVP keeps cutting promos on Do them. you notice how they never really get into any of the women's matches? Yeah, because they don't respect women, much like WWE, where they have Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe arguing during a women's match. I'm gonna pick. Hey. I'm gonna pick Randy Orton because it just seems like a safer bet at this point. Honestly, you know me, Randy Orton's my guy. He's catching up to Shawn Michaels WrestleMania, by the way, is my all-time favorite. So, look yeah. out for that. Look yeah. out for that. It's coming. It's gonna happen at some point. And if he wins on Sunday, it might, because he's just God. He's so good. There's only four matches on NXT XXXXX. It's triple X because it's porno. What is it? Uh, do we think they'll probably add a fifth? Is there no... Ah, I don't know. I don't know. What title is missing? Oh, there's no tag title match. Because the tag team division is terrible at this point. Well, because there's nobody there except for Imperium. Exactly. It's terrible. Maybe we'll get a Robert Stone match. I always enjoy those. That guy's fucking great. He's Stop hilarious. it. He's a terrible human he being. Is. That's fine. A lot of people are terrible human beings, and you probably think they're good wrestlers. You like Chris Jericho, right? He's a fucking asshole. It's true. I like Chris Jericho too, but he's an asshole. Uh, so yeah, we like you said, we have four matches, and since we're taping on a Tuesday, next season there to Wednesday, we actually WrestleMania have to pick between I believe eight people for the vacant North American Championship. Gross. People, people who pick after us, we able to pick from six because we already know Bronson Reed, who I can't get behind, Damian Priest, boring, Cameron Grimes. Ha! Those guys have all qualified. Oh, it's actually only five. Okay. And then we know Gargano takes on a Ridge Holland and Finn Balor takes on Velveteen Dream for the last two slots. I just, I, I have a feeling that either Bronson Reed or Cameron Grimes are going to win this thing. And I could care less. And if Damian Priest won, I care even less, but I'm curious your take. But for me, it's one of those three that are already in. All right. So you don't think anything besides, you don't think Gargano is going to be the guy. You don't think that Finn Balor or Veltman. Gargano, I think Gargano gets in because I would want him in a ladder match. And then Balor or Dream, I think they both should be in. But I would assume since Dream came back, he'll win. So my guess would be Gargano and Dream will be the two guys. But then again, Ridge Holland is new. So maybe they want to fucking, uh, what the fuck's that guy's name in a Brian Cage? The fucking, maybe they want to Brian Cage's ass and I'm just win a title shot. But. Or win the title, actually. Listen, but, listen. I, I don't know. You know I'm of, talking in circles. Bronson Reed, not for me. Damian Priest, not for me. Sorry, everybody loves the, you know, Punishment Martinez, go for you, whatever. I'm going to pick just based on the fact that everybody loves this guy and I've heard no negative comment on him whatsoever. I'm picking Cameron Grimes. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Here's, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm, I'm going in with you. All I'm right. picking Cameron Grimes, too. All right. Fuck it. He's the fucking drizzling shits. But you know what? The more I watch him, because I don't like him. I think he sucks. But the more I watch him, I'm like, this guy fucking works because I hate him so much. And no, like anytime he wrestles, I'm rooting against him so vehemently. It's not in a good way, but it's enough where it's just like, this guy's always going to have a job. He's always going to have a job. Even if he becomes like a fucking version of Heath Slater that we hate, like he's always going to be a chance for him to have a job because he's so good at being hated. And like, yeah, sometimes it's changed the channel, but at the same time, there's enough of it there where he fights some no-name babyface. I suddenly care about this no-name babyface. So, by God, give me the give me the hick with the top hat, Cameron Grimes. What's the next one? Oh boy, uh, we have uh, the singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai defends against Dakota Kai. I'm excited for this. I think Dakota's been doing good the last couple weeks, but it's an Io retain fest. I think. I mean, if you don't pick Io, I think you're an idiot. That's pretty much how I feel about that. So, I mean, it's just like she's so. 
you need to have standard bearers in certain aspects of NXT and WWE. And I think that Io Shirai is a pillar of the women's division in any any division she's in. And if you're not going to have her go to the top of you know Raw or SmackDown, the top of NXT is pretty nice to have her there. So if you pick Dakota, Dakota Kai as much as I love her, no, not it. Just it just seems like you're smoking. You're smoking. Did you some... see? I think it was last week's NXT or maybe two weeks ago. They had some promo for her. Whew. 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 That's all I gotta say. Whew. Do you have owls outside of your window? Yeah, a lot of owls. Whew. A lot of hooing hide. But yeah, it's not. It's your Next Mr. up, Mr. J C had the vapors. <laughs> we have the best thing going on in NXT right now. It's not even close. Adam Cole, baby, taking on Pat McAfee. Honestly, WrestleMania, like, the rest of TakeOver, fine. It has a lot of people I like. It'll be interesting, especially I, I like guys in the main event. But, like, this match, you want to talk about intriguing? I want to see this bad. This is must-see TV, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Must-see TV. It is. I'm not even kidding. It's so let me, let, me, let, me, let me let me just the, the elephant in the room because I'm curious. Yeah. Celebrities normally don't lose. Mm-hmm. Normally, they they show up better than they came in. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that is a factor? Or do you think that Pat McAfee's love for Adam Cole and love for NXT and love for WWE can somehow be talked into him losing and then maybe thinking he has another chance at it later? Well, here's the thing. You're looking at it from the Pat McAfee perspective. I'm going to look at it from Adam Cole's perspective. I don't think he gives a shit if he wins or loses in this match. I think he probably went to them and been like, I'll eat a pin from Pat McAfee. I don't fucking care. Because like this is this is cross-promotion at its finest for Adam Cole. And this is like being part of a big storyline after you lost the title. Booking-wise, yeah, it makes a million percent sense for Pat McAfee to win somehow. But I'm still torn in this because I just I don't I don't know what comes next from this, which is weird. Because obviously Adam Cole is like one of the biggest draws in NXT, if not their biggest draw, besides maybe Keith Lee right now is on fire. Literally from a contract? Yeah, usually I can usually think of a way to make my pick based on what I think is going to happen next, but I have no idea. Like, if this is just a one-off and then it's done and then Adam Cole just goes to Never Neverland, or is there, are they building something here? I don't know. But that's why I don't know who I'm going to pick, but I'm just I'm going to pick Pat McAfee because I think that makes the most sense, but I don't, I don't know what's coming next, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because that means I'm going to be watching and I'm going to be invested in what happens. But I'm excited for it. It's not I think a bad this is thing the highlight of the card. I don't think it's highlight a, of the card. I think we both both agree that Pat McAfee is probably coming out with a W, but I believe that they're going to play off this whole is Adam Cole, you know, leaving? Is he coming back? Like I I think they're going to milk it because they know they're smart and they know that they can make something out of it. I mean, whether the undisputed ever goes to Raw or SmackDown and you know, whatever they can Raw. make they, whatever 100% the case is. Raw, well, whatever the somewhere. case is, if they stay in NXT, they they have a lot to play with when it comes to NXT because they're they're just there's a shorter window, there's not much exposure, everything makes a lot more sense that way. So it's just it, it is what it is, you know. But uh, I pick Matt, uh, yeah, Matt. I pick Pat McAfee. The end. As you're dan- as you're dancing in the dark. Yeah, because you know we got friggin' <laughs> LED. That, oh, I hate this. You know this. Ugh. I hate this. Well, WrestleMania, we have uh, the main event of NXT TakeOver. It's for the NXT Championship. This is a feud that I was fully into. I don't think they've done enough with it in terms of what I was hoping, but it is what it is. I'm still super excited about Karrion Cross and Scarlett, who are challenging Keith Lee for that championship. Keith Lee literally, like a coward, gave up a title so he could put all his focus into this, which would be hilarious if he then lost it like three or four weeks later or whatever. But I just... 
I think Karrion Cross. I think the future is incredibly bright, but I don't. I, th- I think he's taking an L here. I don't know how they're going to do it. Something's going to happen, but I think Keith Lee's retaining the title. I also agree. I think the Keith Lee has to win because he was, you know, hit by a fireball, and when you hit by a fireball, usually the next week you win. So, so I'm going to pick that. When I have a serious question about the WrestleMania. Yes. When you saw that. What was your immediate reaction? Because I laughed. I thought it was so hilarious. So, I literally burst out laughing. Somebody. So here's the thing. They don't really have a lot of like Gaga extra on NXT. It's usually as you know, Finn Balor has said it, and I'm sure TJ would be boned up from his waist down when I say this. But like NXT is Broadway. There's no. There's no really Gaga Gaga. So having Kieran Cross do the fireball, it was like, ah, that's more of a Raw or SmackDown thing for me. So I don't really think that NXT, it doesn't serve its purpose in NXT. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like NXT. NXT. So he's too, he's too big for NXT. In my opinion, for height, yes, absolutely. But also (laughs) just, uh, just in general, he's, he's just, he's not an NXT guy. Like you look at him and it's like, he takes a pass because he needs to learn the system. But he's just—he's a SmackDown or Raw guy. He just is. Now, does does Retribution all become devil worshippers and help Kyrian Cross become the biggest thing on Raw and SmackDown? Don't I don't know. Don't debut him like that. But don't debut him like that. I'm just saying, there's all sorts of things. That's all sort of things. So there you go. We've wrapped up Raw. We've wrapped up SmackDown, NXT, everything else we can think of. SummerSlam, <laughs> the SummerSlam. Excuse me. The SummerSlam. The SummerSlam. And I beat you at the SummerSlam. Uh, no, look. It's going to be a long week, folks, so enjoy it. Strap in. Hopefully you enjoy it, and hopefully we'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery Inside the Thunderdome. Hi! Hi!